Welcome to episode 23 of the Russo Maniacs podcast, your fortnightly women's football podcast tackling the sport from an African perspective while having some fun along the way. In this episode, we discuss the FIFA Under-20 Women's World Cup African Qualifiers, the Women's Asian Cup, new partnerships for the Ghana Women's Premier League, new policy for the English WSL and Championship involving maternity rights and improved injury rights for players, violence against women in football, and some transfer news. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen of the football community, as you are Good morning. Okay. Hey, I say good morning or good afternoon. It's not good afternoon, but it's morning where I'm at. So, I'm sorry. Good morning. Good morning to where the people that are around where you are at. Thank you. Rest of us, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you too. What's up? I hope everybody is doing well. I'm fine, actually. Ramadan is. Try to overtake my body, but Jesus is Lord. Amen. What's up with you? Uh, it's also hot here. Okay. I went to buy. <laughs> I went to buy a new sunglasses, a new pair of sunglasses this afternoon because it's too bright everywhere. Be bright, <laughs> and my eyes cannot handle. Also because my dog decided to chew on my other pair of sunglasses, so I didn't have a pair. I needed one urgently. What is the dog not chewing? Tell me. Nothing. Everything is fine. She <laughs> fine. She will chew. But she has been sent away. Oh. To my friend's auntie's place. So, yeah. No dog. <laughs> Any I don't know whether to laugh or to be sad. No, guys. So stubborn. She's so stubborn. She's always wriggling herself out of the collar. And when I want to chain her, then she's always scratching people. I cannot. She, she cannot be changed. She cannot be changed. Please. Stop oh, trying to like, chain the dog. It's not like she's new to being chained, though. She's been chained like two weeks. Two weeks. Well, she needs some freedom, please. And someone dog, dog, I should dog or chain. I should stop trying to feed the dog. I should chain her during the day and then at night release her. her at night so that she can walk around and like poop or whatever and then chain her again during the day. I just do that. This dog wiggled herself fast with the collar. The dog is innovative. It's finding new what? ways to survive. This one is just not <laughs> innovative again. This is stubborn. Shout out to all the listeners who have stubborn pets. <laughs> don't don't hate the dog. Don't hate the dog. The dog knows what he's doing. Struggle is real. But I I miss her. I miss her. Why won't you? I'm going to be visiting her, so she should she should she should relax. Yeah. All right. Let's move straight into 
the business. Oh, before before we move into the business, I hope you guys are doing okay and are having a, a good month and everything is going on well and yeah, that you're all a okay. That's very important. All right. Now moving into things. If we, hmm. The Black Princesses have made it to the final round of the Under-20 Women's World Cup qualifiers. Yes, I'm not surprised at all. They have done well. They have done well. I only think the, um, the, we, the, match we play, the, the one we played yesterday, right? They were 10 big. Yes. I don't know what happened to Uganda, but I think I was expecting more of a fight from them. Hmm. I, I, I don't, of course, I watched the first game. I didn't really get to watch the second game, but I caught the. I was following on social media. Mm-hmm. I went second goal, third goal, fourth goal. Like, <laughs> is this really the Uganda that played the last time? Of course, we're in their house, so they were kind of them. Yeah, you know, that always kind of like tips things a bit in your favor because you are familiar territory also your fans if your fans are in the stadium your fans are in the stadium so obviously that gives you a bit of an edge so yeah that could have been it that could have been it. I also, I also uh, saw some changes in the princesses side they brought on some other players as well so I think maybe it just strengthened the team more it made it difficult for Uganda to score I don't know I didn't watch the match I'm here to catch the highlights of it. Yeah, I also didn't watch. I was out at the time. So, yeah, but kudos to the, the princesses. So, um, here's the full results of the fourth round of the qualifiers. So, um, obviously, this was the second leg. And so, the first game was Ethiopia versus Tanzania and Ethiopia won that 2-0, and on aggregate, the the result is 2-1 in favor of Ethiopia. So Ethiopia moves to the next and final round of qualifiers. Ghana faced Uganda in Cape Coast. Um, that ended 5-0 in favor of Ghana, and the aggregate is 7-1. So Ghana moves on to the next round. And then we had Nigeria versus Cameroon. That ended in a 3-0 win for Nigeria. Um, the aggregate is also 3-0 because in the first leg, it ended in a 0-0 draw. And then the fourth and final game was Senegal versus Morocco. That ended 1-1 and then went on to penalties where Morocco won. Sorry, where Senegal won 5-4. So on aggregate, uh, it's the same scoreline because the first leg was a nil-nil draw. So um, in the final round of fixtures, which will take place in March, the first leg will take place between March 10 and 12. We have Ethiopia hosting Ghana and then Senegal hosting Nigeria. And then the return fixtures will take place between March 24 and March 26, featuring the two teams. So yeah, hopefully so two the the two winners from each of the games would go on to represent Africa as the under twenty women's world cup later on this year. Wait, uh, how many how many teams are playing? Or did they increase the number this year? 
you mean the the whole the final tournament? Yeah. No, yeah, the, the, the same number. I really think they should increase the African tips. Really? Yeah. Just two. Yeah, just, just two. Just two. Just two. Just two. But they're two that Africa has been taking, so to speak, have been doing well. Because Nigeria, they've been going since the tournament started. Yeah. The competition started. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they've made it to the final twice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I remember that game. Yeah, in twenty. When Oshola started, yeah, took got everybody's attention. Like yeah. it was, it was a very serious match. Yes, in twenty ten and twenty fourteen, but they lost to Germany on both on both accounts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Nigeria, Nigeria have been doing quite well at the tournament, and Ghana, we um made our debut um in twenty ten, and we've been going since then just that we always exit at the group stage so hopefully this yeah, year we'll, hopefully this time we'll do better yeah this time will be better and the only other african team that's made it to the competition is uh the democratic republic of congo aka dr congo <laughs> I thought you were not going to say it. I was going to remind you. I was saying, how can I not say it? <laughs> Dr. Congo. No, but we just have Dr. Congo too much. Yeah. We, we've not been there. Nothing but ah. we just we just, yeah. we just love him. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to all those listening from Dr. Congo. Yes. Yeah. We, we really like like you before. I don't know, we just like you before. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to yeah, so they've made it to the competition twice in two thousand and six and in two thousand and eight, and also they they ex- exited in at both in both occasions at the group stage. Yeah, so um, the current champions or the reigning champions is Japan. They won the twenty eighteen edition in France, and this was their first title. And uh, they beat Spain 3-1 in that final game. Um, the USA, obviously, and Germany are the, the two most successful nations, each with three titles, while North Korea has won it twice. But North Korea is like, they are like some energy. Yeah, Loki, Loki, but they are there. They are there, in the, in the under-17 and the under-20, under even the Asian yeah. Cup stuff. Like, yeah, 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 actually. <laughs> they are there, but... If only you, let me just leave it there. That's yeah, <laughs> political, so... I mean, not to say that sports is a political, but yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Don't want to get into that. So, yeah. Then... Uh, let's turn to the Women's Asian Cup, which ended today. Today, today, today. In fact, the final game between China and South Korea um, was played just um, a couple of hours ago. started at 11 a.m. GMT. And it's, it's done now. And the winners are... If I... Hmm. China. 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 Yeah, China, I know. 
I know. Yeah. So, hmm. I was surprised. I was, I, I was actually surprised when Australia lost to um, South Korea. I was surprised. In the quarterfinals. Yeah. Because I really thought Australia was going to go all the way. But I know, but they, they, are, they are quite a formidable team. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not um, saying they are. I was just expecting that yeah. the, the energy with which yeah. Australia started, which yeah. you yeah. understand. Yeah, I get it. I thought that that led you take them all the way. Yeah, well. but South Korea at half time, the score was two nil. Cool. I watched. I watched a bit of the game. They were two nil up, and then their, their second goal. Give it away. Their second goal was even a penalty. The ref, I mean VAR brought back the ref to review the foul and then the ref gives the penalty and G, G Soyun slotted in the penalty. So oh I mean you are going to half time you are in a comfortable okay maybe not comfortable but supposedly lead okay yes you are in a good lead comfortable lead lead then ah second half comes China gets one back then they level ah and now they have won it. Did you watch to the end? No, no, no. I only watched the first half. I'm really trying to figure out, like, what, what, what went wrong? I mean, they scored two, we're like, let's fight and go to penalties. I know, but to be honest, I'm not really surprised that China was able to, to, to pull off a comeback because it's China. It's China. True. <laughs> they, are not, they are not small like that, too. They are big. They are big. They are big. Yeah. So, um, with the Asian, the Women's Asian Cup concluded, five teams have secured, five teams from that tournament have secured qualification to the 2023 Women's World Cup. So, that's China, South Korea, Japan, and the Philippines. So, those four for making it to the semifinals. And then Vietnam for winning uh, the playoff playoffs between the fifth to seventh place teams. So Vietnam, Thailand, and Chinese Taipei were engaged in a playoff for the last um, automatic qualification spot. So Vietnam um, took that spot and would join China, South Korea, Japan, and the Philippines at the Women's World Cup. So it will be the first time that the Philippines and Vietnam are playing in the Women's World Cup. So that's great. That's two debutants that we yeah. have already. Yes. And then um, Thailand and Chinese Taipei would have another chance at uh, getting qualification by playing in an inter-confederation playoff, um, I think sometime next year. So they have another chance. But uh, Thailand, Thailand. Remember Thailand from last World Cup? They, they, yeah, I remember they, Thailand from last. They couldn't make it too smooth. They couldn't make it this time. So they just have to go and, 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 and struggle. Struggle. In, and try and get there this time. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be nice to see them in the World Cup. It will. It will. It will. So while uh, Nigeria... Sorry, I say Nigeria. Australia... <laughs> And also the competition in the quarter in the quarterfinals, um, losing to South Korea, they have automatic qualification because they are the hosts 
I was going to say, ah, but they are hosting. So were they really fighting to qualify? Not to qualify, but probably to win the tournament. So, and they couldn't do that. Yeah. They couldn't do that. So. Sorry for them. But I think... But I like their energy. I like the energy with which they started. I mean, yeah. They were playing you try and carry that energy towards... They were playing against, quote-unquote, smaller teams. So... They didn't start without any, like, I don't know what work for them. Well, anyways, Ghana Women's Premier League. Hmm. Yes. So, GFA has announced a sponsorship deal with betting and gaming company Betway for the Women's Premier League. Hmm. What do you think? What do you think about the sponsorship? Well, obviously, any sponsorship or partnership for the league, I think, is a good step. But obviously, we would have to look at the worth of the sponsorship or partnership. And if it's actually being um, carried through, Okay. Because, um, okay, you just give us the rest of the details. So, then we'll yeah. so it's, it's recognized as developmental, development partner, sorry. Betway will deliver a mix of solutions that will focus on supporting the teams and helping amplify the women's league. So this, are, this is what they are going to help with, um, facilitate a season-long mentorship program with local and international resources for officials of the club, provide training equipment for participating clubs, and provide amplified coverage of the league in collaboration with the Sports Writers Association of Ghana. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I mean, if all this is really going to go to especially training equipment, I, mean, I know some teams struggle with this, especially say there's no sponsorship. And if they're also going to create mentorship programs for the, the officials, is it their club officials? Yes, I think it's the club officials. Why they, why won't it extend to players? Um I think um the club officials because maybe they are the ones that run the club. So okay, yeah, more so it's going to be something like yeah. what they need to keep running their clubs. I think so. So I don't know if it's officials are seeing those who like maybe the technical team or officials mm-hmm. are seeing the technical team plus say maybe um someone who runs uh the team's media or communication. Okay. Or, you know, um, day-to-day activities or a kit manager, like all of the people who are involved in the run of the, of the club. I, I don't know for sure. It just says official. So I am just assuming. But maybe it, it could be just the technical people. We we don't really know. But well, I mean, we are, we'll see. We'll see at the end of the day. Yeah, but um, I was on a space that Aisha... I miss that space, sadly. Yes, Aisha posted. Aisha is a a women's uh, sports journalist. 
Ken Ghana, and and she frequently hosts um, these spaces, and we talk about the women's skin. So um, that I think it was on the same day when they did the announcement that she did that that space. Yeah, remember I saw it later. Yeah, a lot of people had uh, questions. I think some things that came up from that discussion was that. Um, the since it's a betting company, maybe the the there may be some form of betting that may go on on the games. But somebody um told me that there is no way that Betway would list the women's Premier League on their platform. So I don't know about that. But there was this. But what if they actually do? Yeah, if they do, then they do. But there was, I mean, there was this. The person mentioned that well, women don't really. I mean, people don't really bet on women's leagues, so and the league isn't attractive enough for people to bet on. So they are not wrong. Yeah, they are not wrong. But what if, right? So well, what if it's a way to make it attractive and then put it on there? Yeah, it could. But then. They could. I mean, we are unless if it happens, then we will have to find a way yeah. forward so that it doesn't disrupt games. Yeah, but then um, Aisha mentioned that I think some of the players bet on on games, and players are not supposed to bet on football games. So if there there's the case that the women's Premier league gets on Betway's platform or some other betting company's platform. That you know there'll be this match fixing problem that we're having in the well, the GPL. But but you see, this match fixing thing is not just in Africa. People, people, people should relax. It's not just in Africa; it's everywhere. And even professional players have been caught match fixing, even though they didn't personally place the the bet or whatever. So, I mean. I, I just think that um, in the long run, there there probably will be more uh, more good than harm from this sponsorship deal. Honest, yeah. Match fixing, match fixing. Even before betting came, match fixing was happening. It was happening. So, so I, I, it's I don't know. But for me personally, I think it's neither here nor there. Yes, players players bet on games. Yeah. Yes. I, mean, I also had that um, consent, but mine was more of the the fact that maybe you know sometimes these betting companies they are involved in match match fixing and they influence the 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 game. So there have been instances, especially maybe in England, that there's always like this concern when a betting company is announced as a partner or a sponsor of a club. No, yeah, I mean, some sense. Sense. so yeah, that was sort of troubles, which we understand. Yeah, that was one, and another was um on whether this particular sponsorship came with cash or cash incentive, because we've had or the league or the GFA does have a number of partnerships with some uh, corporate brands, including uh, SDC, uh, which is a uh, transport company, for those who don't know. Um, it's a state transport company. Um, Woodin, which is a clothing, textiles and clothing 
company, um, NASCO. NASCO is an um, electronics sciences uh, retailer and others. So, you know, when initially when I made my submission with regards to the uh, way partnership, I mentioned that um, there were other companies that were partnered with the lead or with the GFA. And I absolutely forgot which and which companies these were because since the GFA announced last, ahead of last season or somewhere last season that they were partnering these companies, that was the only thing I've heard of that particular partnerships until now. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't heard anything again. Exactly. Until now. I mean, I think the, was it, the last quote thing started with the woman of the match when they were giving them Yes. So But have they started this season? This last season. And I'm saying like, is it still going on this season? It's still going on. It's still going on. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's still going on. So the players are getting, I think some get phones, some get hair dryers. I'm told a particular player um had like five hair dryers from last season alone. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> What is someone with great open Why do you keep giving a hairdryer? The only value the person will get from five hairdryers is to sell them off. Otherwise, yes. I have a hairdryer. I only whipped it out yesterday. I haven't used it in a year and a half. I've been used mine in probably six months. Exactly. So I think um another thing of what really is the worth of the partnerships was another thing that came up because even the wooden one, for example, I think the officials are getting t- the I don't know if the players are part, but somebody is getting t-shirts. Like, <laughs> only t-shirts. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, they could, they could, what, what do they even do to activate the partnerships, right? Even the STC one. Me, I was thinking when they announced that partnership that, oh, maybe you knew that STC is going to pass the teams to and from there. Same, same, same thing I thought. Same or, thing I thought. Maybe that's what's happening. I, I don't know. Or STC is going to provide the clubs with maybe a specific type of bus at some lower cost or uh, rent. Something, you know, something that... Is actually of value because I don't really know what they are doing with the SEC. Maybe the SEC buses them to and from games. I don't know. Probably, probably, or probably when they are traveling to other places. Like you see, you go in uh, across regions. Maybe. Maybe. But so that mean we really don't know yeah. much about it because we don't we don't see it. So Maybe. I mean, who knows, right? Even with the wooden thing. Right? What would they do to activate it aside the announcements? They could have had like the more popular of the girls like Evelyn Bedu or Mukarama uh, uh, when she was still around, or you know some of these players, yeah, to like go on some ad campaign for Woodin and for the league. So be like, hey, who are these girls going this be? They could even have them in the chat or thing playing football. Like something. I that's another thing that came up, you know, like the worth of the of the partnerships and the the money, right? The money 
that they can be getting. Because, yeah, it's good to get in kind partnerships, but the money is absolutely necessary because these clubs do yes. not have money. Not exactly. They do not have money to run. They do not have money to get a quality personnel to run the clubs. They do not have money. They don't have money. Period. They don't have money. Right. So I feel like, yeah, all of these, you know, development partner thingies, STC thingies, NASCO thingies are good. But really, what is essential is the money. How can we get the club's money? How can we help the clubs position themselves in a way for them to get money? Yeah. So anything that the GFA is doing should be, you know, number one, money. Money. Because, I mean, I don't think, well, I start to be corrected, but I don't think there's, there's a single women's Premier League club that has a sponsorship from somewhere aside it being attached to the league. I really oh, don't think any clubs have. They have a number, but even then, if what even them, there's still that we don't have money tagged. Even then, so then it means that whatever uh, sponsorship deal they have is more than kind. It's more in kind than in cash. I suppose. That what you are saying. We we'll try to make that assumption. Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that those were just some of the things that came up. Other things that came up was, you know, how to make the league more attractive, um, how to carve a niche market for it, um, as opposed to it competing with the GPL. Um, things around the timings for the games and scheduling and everything. So that was a, a pretty a pretty good space. Um, then the next day, I think there was another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on that space, we Aisha had on um the chairperson for the women's league board, Madame Hilary Boating, on to just uh shed some light on the Betway deal and a new deal which was announced that day with. IMAX Media. So IMAX Media uh, was unveiled as the official broadcast partner of the Women's Premier League for two seasons starting this season, I assume, from the way the press release was put out. So IMAX Media will produce and broadcast the Women's Premier League matches on Max TV. They'll produce a minimum of two live matches per week, but have plans to increase the number of live matches in the course of the season. The agreement also enables the GFA to broadcast women's Premier League matches across across <laughs> platforms, excuse me, across platforms including uh, Facebook, YouTube, and on the Ghana Football app. Um, IMAX Group is a fully owned Ghanaian private multimedia broadcasting organization that operates one television and two radio channels, namely Max TV, which is a digital terrestrial free to air channel based in Accra, and Max FM, that's a radio station in Accra, and Maximum FM based in Takradi. So, yeah, I mean, with this one, I am. I'm happy about this because finally we get to see the games on TV. It may not be all the games, but we start from somewhere. 
So this is good. Right. This yeah, it is. Yeah. And because uh, Max TV showed the... The Ghana Uganda game yesterday. The Ghana Uganda game yesterday. They showed it. Yeah, so that's... Well, I didn't personally watch it, but... I mean, people, people, people enjoyed watching it. Um, so I'm just hoping that the same quality will be put into letting us watch the games because sometimes, sometimes you want to watch the Premier League highlights, like you can't see the ball. <laughs> you can't see the ball. And this morning too, I saw some some offside that some ref took that. It was my mind, Irama. Like our referees, they they really. I'm always seeing that they are doing special courses and doing courses and doing courses, but we are not seeing the courses they are doing on their pitch. We are not seeing. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. It's, it's, it was trending this morning. I think I saw it. I saw it. Anyway, okay. so that that's good. Um, at least we will see some of the games on TV. I also think yes, parents parents can also see their children. Yeah, at least parents that have their kids have moved from wherever to another yeah. team to play. Yeah, I I just think it's 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 a positive thing overall. It is. It is. Kudos. I pray that they will show more games. They, they should show should. more games. They should. Yeah. However. I also have a question. Where is the money? <laughs> because, I mean, broadcast deals usually come with money. Right? So, who is the money going to? Yeah, because you're literally buying the rights to the league to show. So, no one, well, I don't know what kind of contracts they have with the IMAX people, but essentially, no one will be able to show the aside you and you can make money from it and the council. So where is the money? Right? I'm just, I'm hoping in the press release there wasn't any mention of money. But I'm really? just hoping that the clubs there's money in involved and the clubs, all the clubs do get something. As like we said, that is the most important thing to clubs at the moment. Overall, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a good it's a good step. It's a good step. Very good step. Yeah. Alright, so um, another thing is this we are crossing overseas to England. We are flown via Grand Air from our car to to London Heathrow, yeah. So, um, it was announced that the English FA and the Professional Footballers Association Association have agreed. What did you eat today? Wachi. Okay, that's right. Continue. Have agreed a policy, a new policy, um, which includes uh, maternity rights, improved illness and injury rights, and changes to the termination period in standard contracts for players in the Women's Super League and in the Championship. So um, now a player on maternity leave will receive 100% of her weekly wage and other remuneration benefits 
for the first 14 weeks before dropping to the statutory rate. In addition, that's the end of months. Yeah. In addition, there was no qualifying period, whereas players previously had to be employed by a club for 26 weeks before being eligible for the statutory minimum. Also, players will now receive their basic wage for the first 18 months. Excuse me, there's some blending that is going on our house. So if you hear any noise coming from the blender, who's cooking at this time. Um, yeah, players will receive their basic wage for the first 18 months following an injury, then half of their wage for the length of the injury thereafter, mirroring the injury rights of male players. And talks are ongoing between the PFA and the FA on another issue which allows a player's contract to expire before the club exercises its option to retain that player. Yeah, to retain that player. So um, this new um, policy integration into the player's contracts comes after FIFA itself implemented new rules regarding maternity leave for players um, back in December 2020. According to FIFA's rules, players must be given maternity leave lasting 14 weeks. So that's about, about three and a half months, as if I mentioned. And must be paid at least two-thirds of their salary by their clubs. Clubs will be obliged to reintegrate the player when they return and to provide adequate medical support, although they can register a new player to cover the 14-week period. So that's the 14-week period where they are without um, the player who is on maternity leave. In addition, clubs will be unable to terminate the contract of a player on the basis of their pregnancy. Failure to adhere to this rule will result in an order to pay compensation to the player, as well as sporting sanctions and potentially a fine being issued to the offending club. Is that a question? Yes, if I ask your question. Please, this new FIFA rule, does it apply to only the ability people? It is everybody. Yes, everybody, some, but we know that it will apply. <laughs> <laughs> this says is Lord. In this, okay, it's okay. In this hour, Ghana. <laughs> Yes, I was gonna. Hmm. You remember when the baby was put on hold sometime and they were complaining that players were getting pregnant? You remember that? Oh, that commotion. Yes, yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, was it during when COVID struck first? COVID. It was COVID. COVID. And gentlemen, listen to this. Old. When COVID first came and a lot of the football leagues were on hold, yeah. In Ghana here, the reports so, that the women's the, the players who were playing in the league and some national team players were getting pregnant. And it was attributed to the fact that there was no football. I don't want to 100% blatantly say that that's not true because maybe it's true if we don't know, we do not do the research. Maybe they have done the research and they have come to tell us that 
that was the case. So yeah. But you see, I was just I'm 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 yet to see a footballer in Ghana here marry, have kids, and not struggle to come back. Like team wise, like with a team not saying that your body has changed or something, so we we can't keep you or something. I don't know. As for that one, if um, I don't think. I don't want to say I don't think that would be possible because even though the player might be in the position to come back, the support from the club. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, would there be support? Because, you know, all of that rehabilitation, the nutrition, integrating the person back into, into, into. I mean, last, last, it's all money. The psychology. It comes to money. All of that, right? So even if the player can come back, I don't think now we have the structures to 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 aid that. So it's quite. I mean, some of them are married. Like Fafali Dumihasi, she's married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, there are there are players. There are some players that are married, but I mean, I mean that's good. We want to debunk all of these people who have been saying that saying, hey, if a if a young player football, you will not get married. Though. Nobody will. Marry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, refer to episode. Was it episode seven? Uh, we saw many episode seven, I think, where we delved into um stereotypes facing women's uh, players, especially in our part of the world. Yeah, so at uh, least it's good. That I see that uh, that COVID thing, that report that players were getting um pregnant due to the leagues being on hold and everything. You know that um the Olympics that happened last year, but it was supposed to happen in twenty twenty. Right. Mm-hmm. There was this um headline near Ali mm-hmm. who when she's married to um um what's his name? Degrassi. She's married mm-hmm. to Degrassi, the Canadian uh hundred meters runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During the COVID time, I mean she she actually got pregnant because mm-hmm. she figured I mean the Olympics were not going to and then the Olympics happened the following year. Yeah. And then they were interviewing her that that she feel guilty. She said, no, she doesn't feel guilty. I mean, they decided they wanted to have another child. And she feels guilty about what? About getting pregnant and on the lead. Like the Olympics is back. Because then she couldn't even compete. Mm-hmm. You get it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that she couldn't compete. And the husband was able to go. And people were trying to make it look. I was like, nah. People have made their decisions. You were not there when people were making their decisions. And she has given birth and she's back to training. So definitely the next Olympics you'll see her. She she said the next Olympics you'll see her. So she doesn't see why people are trying to make a big deal at all. But yeah, as you are saying, hmm, I also think well, as we are, we were saying a few minutes ago, because there's not a lot of money in our leagues, some of these things can't just happen. Mm-hmm. Like, just now. Mm-hmm. Unless you're the player, of course, you have... Players don't even have proper contracts before we talk about maternity things. Maternity issues. But, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, but, I mean, once this, once this um, rule is there, as the league develops, then probably we can also implement it. So. 
Yeah. That, that would be good to see. That would be good to see. Now, um, trigger warning. The next thing I'm going to talk about is um, violence against women. So just a little trigger warning there. So, if one, as for this one, I hope I don't get angry because this thing angers me a lot. But this weekend, ah, I was scrolling through Twitter as I usually do. And I came across this a tweet um, with an, a link to a news article that there's this coach from some club in Spain who went to say or who had said that his staff should gun rape a girl as part him. Ah, you didn't hear this. You didn't hear this. So, I think you see when you are when you're on Twitter and you are reading something and it refreshes and you can't mm-hmm. find it. Nothing is so annoying. I thought I thought Twitter said that. I saw it's still happening. I saw you I saw your quote on it, right? So I was trying to read what you said before I opened and the thing vanished like <laughs> just like that. And when you scroll, 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 you can't find it. But yeah, I I think I saw it. I just didn't get the opportunity to read it. Yeah, so the long and short is this guy who was a coach um I think in twenty seventeen was a coach of a youth team in Madrid said in a WhatsApp audio to his staff at the time that in order to, you know, for team bonding, they should do what some uh, people from some other club did in the sense that those people, three footballers from another club <coughs> in Spain, gun raped a 15-year-old girl. And as of now, I think they, they, they are in jail for that. So he made reference to them that they should do what these people from this club did, you know, just grab a girl and have the way with her and that's a team team bonding, yay, let's go gang rape someone. And I'm like, ah, what the actual wait a minute. Huh. How is that team bonding? I don't know. I don't know. So this 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 WhatsApp audio was leaked. People talking about it and the club. So he was appointed uh, last month by Rayo Vallecano, a uh, uh, women's club in Spain, and the club issued a statement saying that they stand by the coach. Um, yeah, they stand by the coach. I forgot what their reasons were, but yeah, they stand by the coach, and people are outraged. And he's come out to apologize. He said, uh, whether it was a joke or it was a locker room talk or whatever, but he didn't really mean it. Those are not his his true sentiments or whatever, whatever, whatever. So he's sorry. Uh, people deserve second chances. So he hopes uh, he's forgiven and yeah. But I mean, you cannot. They're just words, one. You just don't say something like that. Just, when trouble comes, no. you come and say that it was a joke. How is it even a joke? Why would you. How does that come out from your mouth the first place if you don't actually agree with it? How do you joke about something like that? I have no idea. So I brought, I brought it up at work. 
you know, some, you know, you're, you know, chatting with your colleagues at work. Yeah. So I brought it up, right? And one of my colleagues, when I said it, it was like, he was looking confused. I was like, like his <laughs> special expression was like, ah, ah. Then he was like, ah, maybe he was joking. I was like, ah, he wasn't joking. Don't even come and What do you mean by maybe he was joking? Go and sit down. What do you mean by he was joking? Go and sit down. I don't want to see your face. Like, and then they see the whole argument, and then the guys were saying uh, whatever, and the we girls were saying you cannot joke with something like this. Uh, it turned into a whole argument. See, the people that open their mouth, they say that it was a joke. Uh, like, I want to, I want to understand their line of thinking. Like, I want to enter their head and see the line of thinking. Because how is it okay to open your mouth and say that you grab a girl and have your way with her? I have no freaking idea if I... And that is a form of teamwork. Like, I want to understand your thought process. You cannot how, how is How is this... How does this number one sound right to come out of your mouth? And two, for you to come and say it's a joke. I mean, I think I think we we, we need to do better. Raise raise your children. Raise, I, I mean, you have to have some you have to have some weird mindset to it's, actually think. It's just terrible. And it's always the guys who come up saying, Oh, it was a joke. It was a joke. What? What are they? What do they like? Is this what they joke about? Is this a joke to you? Is this, wow. is this something to actually joke wow. about? Another colleague said that some time ago, he said something. This same topic kind of came up and he said something. And the one lady started crying, like, was so visibly upset at what he said. It was still around, like, this whole rape issue. About mm. And it turns out that she, she, somebody had attempted to rape her before. So, yeah, so yeah. For some, I mean, you don't know people, uh, whether they've been through a similar thing. You cannot just joke about this. It's a joke. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. At all. Yeah. So, um, that, uh, I don't even, if saying is even unfortunate, it's even an understatement. So, yeah, that, that, that came up. And also in the same week, um, Another club um, called Wraith Rovers, right? Um, it's a Scottish professional club. So they uh, were also in uh, the Twitter news space. And they signed a player who turns out in 2017 was found by a court to have raped a woman back in 2011. So I think he raped a person in 2011 and in 2012, the court found in a civil case that he was guilty of that. And then the club is saying that they hired the player for footballing reasons and believe in rehabilitation and second chances. So they are also standing by the player and everything. So this, I mean, 
um, a lot of prominent people attached the club sort of um, have distanced themselves from the club. Uh, their captain, I think, even resigned or something. So, um, I mean, with this one, I'm not. I'm not saying that people don't deserve second chances or you shouldn't. But is, how do we know he has changed? Yeah, how do we know? How do we know he has changed? And I know. I mean, I admit that in some of these cases, it's like false accusations. False accusations happen all the time. It's, but yes. but yes. was he found guilty? Yes, he was. So then, it's not a false accusation. It's not. But even then, if in some cases that they can't find the person guilty, but it's the person didn't do anything. But I'm just saying that even with that, this is still not an issue to be taken lightly. Lightly. At all. Yeah. Especially on the back of, again this week, what happened with uh, Mason Greenwood and his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend. So he... You see the headlines. I saw, I saw, I saw it. Is that it? Alright, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Let me see if I can, I can find it. This, this, this issue, eh? When Benjamin Mendy was accused of rape, eh? And I saw with him, what, what, what? The Manchester City player. People went to take Eduardo Mendy's picture, goalkeeper, to use as defender's picture. And... Some of the, the football world came and they were, how can you use a wrong image of someone? And then they found Mendy's picture. Now, when you search for that case, Mendy's face is everywhere. Benjamin, his name is everywhere. Benjamin Mendy, Benjamin Mendy. Mason Greenwood, a man has been accused, has been arrested, or has been arrested. A man, a man. But his picture, there was one I saw it was. But his, was, his picture is there, picture but is, it is a man. His picture is there, but his yeah. a man has been arrested. Yo, they should go on. You people, yeah. what is looking at you? Yo. That is all I have to say. No, they should be there. Because wait, this great Rovers team, this player, see, before, don't, don't, those listening, don't be offended. Is he white? I don't is he know. a white player? But I, because I assume I will not. I will not be surprised if he's white. I really don't think they will extend the same leniency for a black player. I have said it, and that is that is how football yes, world has made things. He's Scottish. He's white. That's how football world has made things. Honestly, but then I saw something interesting about Mason Greenwood. Listen, listen to listen to listen to this the headline. headline. This is from the Courier. I'm assuming it's a Scottish paper. We look at Wraith Rovers' finances as David Goodwillie's saga goes on. It's a saga. <laughs> it's a saga. Hey, people are doing this. It's a saga. Me, me, I thought saga is like a drama or something, eh? Is it not? This is a real life situation. How is it a saga? How? How? They should explain it to me. How is it a saga? There's another one. This is from The Guardian. 
women, I mean, to be fair, I, okay, I read The Guardian a lot, so it is quite disappointing for me. Women's team cuts ties with Wraith Rovers over David Goodwillie's signing. If it was, I'm sure if it was a black player, women's team cut ties with Wraith Rovers over rapists David Goodwillie's signing. <laughs> <laughs> Football. Anyway, but you know, obviously, these are just two headlines I've read. There may be there may be others a lot more that are not like that. But anyway, yeah. So that's this is the thing. I mean, just on the whole, you know, any form of sexual harassment or abuse against anybody should be taken seriously. It's not a joke. If you have people who are joking about this, educate them. Tell them it is not a joke at all. Sure. Yeah. So um I think this the last thing we will do is a bit of uh, transfer news. Um if Can I start yeah, give us the transfers and we'll be out of your yes. yes. We out of your sweet ears, yeah sorry. <laughs> Zenata Coleman from Zambia. Oh she's Zambian. Yeah. I said from Zambia. I heard from Zambia, so like she has been transferred from Zambia to No, 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 no. I was about to say she has been transferred from Zambia. <laughs> Zenata Coleman, who is a Zambian, that's better, right? Has been transferred from Sevilla to Fenerbahce. Zen tricks Shidanwa, who is Kenyan, has moved from the Eagle Quench to Fate Karagumuk. Please, I'm sorry in advance. Some of the names. Go slowly. Take your time. <laughs> All right. Rosa Ariyo, who is a Finnish-born Nigerian international, has moved from UDJ Tenerefi to Real Betis. Real Betis, they are signing players. They are. They are. <laughs> I, I, really, I really want to see how they all yeah. meshed together. Yeah. I really think they are trying to do the spotting. Yeah. Rinsola Babajide, who is an English-born Nigerian and is eligible to play for Nigeria at senior level, has moved from Brighton, where she was on loan from Liverpool to Robertis. Another Robertis signing. Yeah, another Robertis signing. Million. A work who is Kenyan has moved from Vega Queens to ASD Soyas, which is a French team. Well, that was nice. I, mean, I think I really like it when African players go outside. I think it widens their scope of. Yeah, Vega Queens were uh, part of the uh, Women's Champions League. So. The Women's Champions League, yeah. So I, I think if we also put, they put the limelight on here. Mm-hmm. So I mean, hey, it's a good thing. Trinity Rodman, the Trinity Rodman, who is doing things. See, I saw some highlights that actually they should watch out. They should watch out. She's 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 fantastic. Like Trinity Rodman, NWSL Rookie of the Year 2021, is set to become the league's highest paid player after after re-signing with Washington Spirits. The 19-year-old is the youngest player to be drafted into the league and will extend her deal with the Spirits through the 2024 season with an option for 2025. The deal is worth to be 
worth $1.1 million. Great to step on that. See, we from the very first day I watched her play. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, see, there's this expectation that uh, a rookie player, they, like, you, you struggle a bit to find. Mm-hmm. Not Trinity Rodman, please. She did not struggle. She, she came to, to show us what we haven't seen. And mm. she's, she's really, yeah, she's really, she's really doing it. She's really doing it. Exactly. For those who don't watch, um, the NWSL, I think she's been named to the USA squad for the She Believes Cup. Hey, when is the She Believes Cup? We haven't mentioned She Believes Cup. It's usually in February. We mentioned it the last time we were talking about the competitions. Yeah. We talk about the, yeah. Come on, let me see the dates. Yeah. Mailing got from Arsenal to Grasshopper Club Zurich. She joined Arsenal in the summer of 2022 and made 20 appearances for the club, but suffered a knee injury in May 2021. Hmm. I hope it goes well for her. Yeah. Over there. Victoria Snadebeck from Arsenal to Tottenham on me. She is the captain of the Austrian national team. Lindsay Horan from Portland turns to Olympic Lyon on a 1.5-year loan until June, 20, June 30th, 2023. She began her professional career in France with Paris Saint-Germain in 2004 before joining the Tons four years later. Olympic Lyon, you have a very great player coming your way. Oh, yeah. Lyon, yeah. You can trust them. You're welcome. But I think they're actually trying to build again, considering how the last women's champions league went. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, see, let's see how that happens. Mirabel's team. <laughs> Rachel Corsi from Kansas City, current to Aston Villa on a two-and-a-half-year deal. She's the captain of the Scotland national team and has previously played in England with Notts County and Graham City. Jill Scott from Manchester City to Aston Villa on Aston Villa is now where Anita Sante is. Yeah, yes. Yes? Right? Yes. I think so. Yes, yes. Yes. I think, yes. I think that's it. Yes. I mean, yes. Wait, how old is Jill Scott? Is he planning to retire or something? I think so. Well, I mean, good luck to her. Exactly. Manchester City, she was, I think, um, I could be mistaken, but I think she was in some sort of player coach role. She's yes, 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 yes. She was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's safe to say she's about to retire. Yeah. Carly Telford, Telford from Chelsea to San Diego Waves. Why? Why, 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 why are we selling it? Hi. Because we have better goalkeepers. I mean, no offense to call it. No, no, I'm taking, but, but, I mean, why? Anyway, yeah. so those are the transfers. I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, but just quickly, uh, yeah, there's, so there's, she believes Cup um, is kicking off on Friday, 18th February with um, Iceland versus New Zealand and United States versus Czech Republic. <laughs> So yeah, this year's she believes cup features three new okay, now, the, yeah. now the date is up is, is, is ours because the last time we spoke about yeah, it, the there was dates, no are they 
Yeah. Como, yeah, yeah. yeah, so eight in February. Yeah, so United States and uh, Iceland, New Zealand, and Czech Republic. So watch out. After waking up and don't watch. Oh, this the Iceland. Oh my lord! These people. These people. It's Friday. Okay, it's Friday. It's Friday. <sighs> it's Friday. Anyways, I mean, I can't wait to watch it because I mean, they are new. New countries, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, to yeah. Cheers to waking up at one a.m. to watch games. Cheers. Gonna be good. All right. Um, thank you guys for listening, and you know, as always, uh, you can check out our previous episodes. Um, you can also suggest to us topics that uh, you think uh, you want to hear us discuss. Um, you can tweet at us at Wuso Maniacs on Twitter. You can tweet at me, Rama at Ahima6, that's A H E M A 6, and A4 at A underscore Cashes, that's A underscore C A S H E S. Awesome. All right. So we will see you guys next time and we hope you enjoy your week. And please wake up at 1 a.m. with us to watch the game. Yeah. I think it will be very interesting. That would be cool. That would be very helpful. Thank you. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Rama wants me to say peace. I know. Peace. Don't say you. Don't say you. Don't do that. Don't do that. Catch you guys on the next episode.